Jack and Jill here. Hello. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, entertaining land investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Buseller. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from the Valley of the Sun. Today, Jill and I talk about keeping up with real estate data sources in 2023. I'm going to tell a story here in a minute about explaining our business model to younger people uh, recently and being laughed at pretty directly about how archaic they seem to, seem to think that it is. But And then I think we all can learn something from it. Cool. Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the landinvestors.com online community. It's free. Ryan wrote, Hi, all. I'm new to Land Academy as of a few days ago. I am new to land in general, but not to SFRs. I've done one land deal within the past month, which has led me to into Land Academy. I've watched Land Academy 3.0. I'm currently rewatching the video on data tree and pulling a list. One thing I've encountered that I would love some clarity on is when you pull your lists, how are you ensuring they are not church owned, HOA owned, etc.? In the videos, Steve searches through a couple of records, but he doesn't have a method of bulk scraping out these type of properties. In your opinions, is this something to care about, or you just pull your list, scrub out the assessed improvements, and then mail it? I hope this question makes sense. Thank you for the feedback, and I'm stoked to work and learn with you all. That's cool. Thank you for and this I, question, and I, you know, the question completely makes sense, and yeah. it's a great one. Um, I. That's, there's a reason I put it in this uh, in this episode. So here's the deal. There are amazing improvements and ways to pull data, scrub it, and actually create a mailer and get it in the mail. If I talk about all of those in Chapter 4 of Land Academy 3.0, a substantial number of people will get freak out and leave, leave the, uh, uh, abandon the idea of sending a mailer out. So I have to teach the basics you know, on a screen. And then this environment, which I love this question, right. is for us to address, hey, there might be a better way for you. If you're a super tech savvy person, the old way works great. Is it is it the fastest? Nope. Is it the most accurate? I think so. But there are all kinds of ways to make it faster. That's kind of what this uh, episode is about. So the fastest and easiest way to scrub out um, people who own property or entities that own property in an uh, in a mailer data set is to write a macro and YouTube's plastered with all kinds of those things and they're keywords. Mm -hmm. So I do address this in a pretty uh, direct and simple manner in the program. Just follow the program and, and you're going to do fine. Uh, if you want to write a macro to eliminate church owned properties and stuff, which I don't think I don't think you should eliminate churches oh, I would at buy, all. No, I've, no, I bought from churches. Churches right. are great. We all have. So, yeah. but there are places, you know, like you don't want to send a letter to the United States government. So right. the U.S. owns a lot of property and they end up in all of our data sets and it just need to be scrubbed out. You can write a real simple macro to do that. And that's what this episode's about, mm -hmm. is talking about making this more uh, efficient. Well, you know, I was going to say too, is I bought and sold properties that are in an HOA, so I don't want those out. Yeah. So you got to really take a step back and think about what you're trying to take out. Yeah. In general, you don't want to make a data set smaller. But you also don't want to waste money on a stamps right. on a mail on the mail, and I say stamps figuratively. <laughs> Today's topic: keeping up with the real estate data sources for 2023. This is the meat of the show. A couple days ago, or maybe it was yesterday, Jill and I did a talk on Jill's little talk show on Clubhouse last week. Yeah. Last week, yeah, 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 because of when this airs. Yeah, and. Uh, 
a guy came on and was talking about how he locates property. This is not a guy in our group. Um, this is what I, one of the things that I love about Clubhouse. Doing the, uh, being a guest on Jill's show on Clubhouse and just speaking in general or talking with the public in general and not so much seasoned Land Academy members. They have new and fresh and strange ideas, which I think we all can learn from. And this guy was going on about artificial intelligence and AI and, and uh, worming, writing programs and, and uh, code to worm through the internet and locate would-be sellers for property. So one of the examples that he alluded to was who's behind on their utility bills. And mm -hmm. so you can dig deep into county websites and find it's out, true. or uh, let's say utility websites, not so much county websites. And and to that end, you can uh, dig deep about back tax property and, and all of that. So when these um, new unique ideas come up, my mind's always open about it, but I'll tell you, um, I don't have this gray hair for no reason. Huh. And back tax property, buying properties with back taxes associated with it was how Jill and I started the company. Mm -hmm. And we've done very, very well. And still, once in a while, we buy back tax property. Sure. But in general, it's no replacement for sending everybody in, a market, in the market mm -hmm. an offer, a direct offer. And so there are new and amazing ways constantly evolving that you should completely pay attention to and some may sing to you. You know, we have a lot of members in our group who are software engineers that that have figured out a way for themselves to make this more efficient. All different types of ways they've, they've addressed the, the basic program, the basic uh, pricing and getting property out uh, offers out in the mail. They've addressed that for themselves and made it more efficient and uh, more power to you. But the basic concepts of how and why we scrub out the United States government or why we don't just send uh, offers to back tax property and all of that are still hold. Mm -hmm. So it's not so much our methodology that I think that should be seriously renovated. What really should be paid attention to is why. Why are you guys sending all these offers out to churches, including churches, or uh, to everybody who owns property in a qualifying zip code? Mm -hmm. Why are you doing that? And why are you taking out the U.S. government but keeping in the churches? Why are you keeping in back tax property, for example, and not just sending it to back tax property? You know, or why um, a real popular one is I'm going to scrub out offers. Uh, I'm going to scrub out owners who just bought the property within the last three or five years, which is right. a really bad idea because we buy property from those people all the time. Exactly. So awareness is fantastic. But really question, I, sometimes I think certain personalities, and I, I'm one of these people, want to make everything so efficient that it doesn't work. I was going to add that. Don't think that we're not always testing those things, too. So we've tested the whole email blast. And then because so so don't think that here's what I want to say. We test these things because we always want to stay ahead of you and make sure you have the best tools, resources, you know what you're doing. Right. So if we didn't incorporate it, there's a reason why. <laughs> My example is the email thing. You know, a while back, we even were this is years ago. We're saying too, hey, why are we even sending letters? Maybe we sh we should just get these people's email addresses, check, and then email them an offer. Save all that mail and the time and the money, but the legalities of that is what kept us away. So so don't think we haven't considered all these new and exciting, shiny products, just like there's a reason why we're not doing it. 
is my you know, point. We didn't this, you know, in 1995 when I started all this, I didn't sit down with RealQuest or 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 yeah. the data set. That's not what happened. Yeah. These choices and the decisions that we made and how we do it now were, were a constant progression on right. top of, hey, wait, this is more efficient. Let's do it this way. Back in the day, I would pull data sets from uh, the actual accounting because data aggregators like RealQuest and DataTree were just not available. Right. Before that, before computers, you know, there's a book behind us, behind Jill's head called The Stevenson Method, where you they go to the county and sit down and look at paper and write down on a yellow pad the, the properties that they wanted to send offers to. And they did that in the 70s. So, well, uh, you know, I got involved in this a lot later with an actual computer on my desk. There, you know, there's always a way mm-hmm. to get offers into hands of owners to see if they want to sell their property. That's what this is about. And when you start to make that data set smaller and rethink that basic concept, you're going to get yourself in trouble. If you have a great way to make getting offers into someone's hand that's ethical and legal, and you're including the entire data set that you've analyzed as people that need to get offers because you want to buy that land, I'm all for it. You know, I was going to say, a lot of people do cold calling. And I'm like, I'm I'm surprised that that hasn't got a bigger, um, in, in more trouble yet, if that makes sense. Bigger you know? spanking? Yeah. The email people have got a big spanking. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and the texters. Yeah, the texters don't even start that. Because we thought that too. We're like, oh, well, let's mm-hmm. go down there. And then we realized... You know, if you get if you if you text the wrong person and they raise their hand and they get an attorney involved, boy, that'll get it really that will shut you down so fast. It's not even Mm -hmm. funny how expensive that could be. The fines involved with that. Yeah. Email texting. And I'm really surprised that cold calling hasn't. But uh, anyway, that's that's the thing. At the end of the day, our our way is the safe. Not only is it the safest and the best and the legalist, the legal way, but I personally think there's something about sitting there holding it in my hand and looking at it for me, you know, and and I have to say a lot of our sellers are older. That's part of it, too. Yeah, they get the mail. They read darn read everything in their mail that would all, you know, I being honest. And and if they don't like the offer, they'll call you. And if they don't like it right now, they'll put it in their file. They have a file. So. Mm. They don't scan it and shred it like we do. <laughs> they're they're putting it in their file and, they, and it's on the it's on their or it's and it's on their desk and you know, right where it is. Look, it's predictable. Mm-hmm. The way that we do it, it works and it's predictable. Yeah. You know, is is it appropriate to try something new in addition to this? Sure. sure. Heck yeah. Always try it. And let us know. Yeah. If you find something great and you're like, hey guys, I think I'm onto something here. Can you guys help me and we can all make this great? Please bring it to us. But while you've got <laughs> mailer, mailers going out mm-hmm. and you're sending, let's say, 5000 a month and doing one or two deals a month yeah. uh, in the background and, and you're cash flowing and happy and, you know, absolutely try all kinds of new ways to make that easier on yourself. Totally. Outsource everything. That's part of career path is a huge part of career path. The you know, the class that Jill and I uh, instruct for more advanced people or people who are, this is their career. That That's a lot of this is, mm-hmm. is uh, outsourcing. Yep. Heck, outsource it to a tech person to, you know, make the mailer process easier if that's what you think is appropriate for you. Yep. Happy you could join us today. Five days a week, you can find us here on the Land Academy Show. Tomorrow, the episode on the Land Academy Show is called, Should We Buy Infill Lots in This Down Market? You are not alone in your real estate ambition. Hey, I got to add real quick here. If you are new 
and you are listening and you are not a Land Academy member, it would behoove you to check out our website because I'm doing a rockin' crazy, amazing, I haven't done this in a long, long time, won't be the slow again sale. So I'm doing won't half be the slow off. again, really? No, because I'm raising the prices. So I'll tell you, I'm. it's half off between now and the end of the year for our whole education bundle, period. That's it, it's awesome. And in 2020, I've had a lot of people come to me and go, Wait a minute, why is this so cheap? I'm like, you know what, you're, you're right. <laughs> sometimes sometimes people get confused or like, you have all this wrapped up? I'm like, yep, I do. That's who we are. So it's not going to go crazy up, but it will go up uh, in 2023. So check it out now. Um, the coupon code, or the promo code is half off. So go to landacademy.com and you will find out all the details there. We, we are, are Jack, Jack and Joe. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.